unbeknownst to you, what an awesome and mighty, thank you, uh, majestic and awesome God we serve. Amen. So I want to welcome you to New Creation Church, whether you're in person or online. We are grateful for God and what he's doing in our lives. Amen. So uh, we know we fresh out of Christmas. I promise I'm not going to keep you long. I know kids want to open up presents. I know y'all want to do y'all thing. So we ain't going to be long today, but I pray the word is strong and it helps you in some kind of way. Amen. So we've been in a series called Shift. This is the last one we've been talking about. Shift. We've been shifting in our worship, uh, shifting all in our lives. We, re- we, we realize that in the, to get closer to God and to get what God has for us, we can't stay stagnant. You can't stay in the same position. I can't be the same Christian I was in 2012 and be the, in 2022 and think things are going to change. Amen. I can't be a baby. Amen. If our children did not grow, if they stayed the same from the time they were two to 12, we would see a problem with that. So why don't we see that same problem in our spiritual life? Amen. So today we're going to talk about a shift. Matthew 1 and 21 is where we'll be coming from, from the text today. Uh, and it reads as follows, New Living Translation. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Amen. Amen. So today we're going to talk about a shift in salvation. Amen. A shift in salvation. All right, all right. Uh, as we go on uh, talking about today, watch this. One of the greatest moments in NBA history happened on April 29th in 1970. Uh, way before my time, but I love basketball, right? Way before my time, but I love basketball. In fact, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers were down by two with three seconds to go in the NBA Finals. I believe Will Chamberlain inbounds the ball to Jerry West. He shoots a shot from the other side of the court. They're down two. He swishes it nothing but net. They're down by two, and that shot ties the game up. Y'all catch that they were down by two, but he shot from the other team's basket, and that shot only tied the game up. Unfortunately, they did not win the game. If it was a three-pointer, they would have won. And unfortunately, they lost to the Knicks four games to three, right? So they lost that series. And I can't help but imagine if the three-point line was in place, maybe the Lakers could have won that championship that year. But but it wasn't time for that. In fact, the three-point line didn't even come into the NBA until 1979. And when it came in, people didn't really use it. They wasn't fond of it. They didn't like it. Uh, it wasn't until 1986, you see the Reggie Millers enter the league and people start taking advantage of the three-point shot and now today we have Steph Curry and the game has elevated in such a way but a shift had to happen it started in 79 to 86 and now we're seeing people shoot from half court like it's nothing like it's layups and why all did that happen because progression happened so God did the same thing to us that he changed in one day. He said, look here, I'm going to bring my son Jesus to earth and I'm going to change the way you worship. I'm going to bring my son Jesus to earth and I'm going to bring nations together. I'm going to bring my son Jesus to earth. I'm about to change everything and show my unlimited love toward all people. I know we're talking about a sport, but I couldn't talk about the goat today and that's Jesus the Christ. Amen. So look at this. Look at this. This is how it starts. Matthew 1 and 18. We're going to be between Matthew and Luke today because they tell the same story, but I got to go back and forth. So this is it. This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Wow. 
That verse is a lot to swallow if you just sit there and look at it. A lot to swallow. Uh, we have a young couple engaged to be married, right? And she's still a virgin. But before the marriage, she became pregnant through the Holy Spirit. That's a lot, right? That's a lot to handle right there. As we look in more depth and we jump over to Luke, God sends an angel to uh an angel named Gabriel to Mary. He says, look here, young woman, you are favored by God. You got favor over your life. And Mary is confused. She's disturbed. She's like, what are you talking about? Why do you keep telling me I found favor with God? She has no clue what's about to happen in her life. She don't know what's about to happen. He says, young woman, young Mary, you are blessed. You are favored with God. And she has no clue. Sometimes you just got to walk in it. Oh. Uh, tell somebody favor ain't fair, but it's on me. I, I don't know why God chose me. I don't know why God is showing me this love. I don't know why God is hooking me up. I didn't ask for it. I didn't pray for it. I'm just sitting here living my life chilling. An uh, angel shows up on the scene and says, young Mary, you are favored above women. Amen. I'm about to put something in your life that's going to be undeniable. Ain't it good when God can put a blessing in your life that's undeniable that you can't take credit for it. You didn't even know it was coming. All you can do is say hallelujah. All you can do is give him glory because he's the one that put it in your life so Mary is chilling look at this Luke 1 31 and 33 you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus he will be very great and will be called the son of the most high the Lord will give him the throne of his ancestors David and he will reign over Israel forever his kingdom will never end my God so the angel says, look here, I'm going to give you an explanation of this favor that's on your life. You're going to have a son. His name is Jesus. He's going to be called the son of the most high. He ain't going to be really known as your son. He's going to be known as the son of the most high. And because God is so good and was so faithful, for the, faithful to David, his throne still going to reign. But not only is he going to reign over Israel, but he's going to reign over forever as well. Why is that important? See, Matthew is a Jew writing to the Jews. And he wants them to believe in Jesus. And he knows that God said David's seed going to forever reign on the throne. So I'm going to have to show y'all through lineage. why if you look at the beginning of Matthew, it's the lineage. You go 14 generations from Abraham to David. Then you go another 14 generations to David to the exile. And another 14 generations from the exile to Jesus. All that is important. I know it can seem boring. Check this out. Every word in the Bible. The Bible is not always interesting. But it is important. Amen. Sometimes the Bible is boring. Amen. You ain't going to hear no pastor tell you that. But sometimes the stuff gets born you reading all these genealogies and what does this mean but it all ties together to show that God is so tight God is so powerful that he hooked every little detail up and ain't no man that's smart uh, ain't no man ain't no generation of man or they want to tell this book is controlled and this book is that ain't no group of men that's smart to make sure every detail lines up every I is dotted and every T is crossed and it all leads back to Savior named Jesus so so I love this he showed us God is cold-blooded when they come to keeping his promises amen Man. That's why he's a way maker, right? That's why he's a promise keeper, right? Because he keeps his promises. If I don't know nothing else, that God will keep his promise. Amen. The Bible tells us what? He is not a man that he should lie. Amen. So I thank God that he always keeps his promises. Look at this. Look at this. Luke 1 and 34. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. See, some things about Christians, watch this. We can agree to disagree on. Sometimes we can. You know what I mean? We just, we just have my brother over here. We had a good conversation. That's my brother right there. We had talked, talked, talked about everything in the Bible. But, but, but some things you just got to agree on. And the virgin birth is one of them. Uh, you got to believe he was born of a virgin. Why is that important? Because it was necessary for Jesus to be born of a virgin. Look at this. Mary was a virgin. It's so important. Watch this. God needed a clean vessel, pure in blood and heart. Amen. Yeah. 
And if we be honest with us, watch this, us that are old enough in the age, something changed in us when we lost our virginity. Amen. I'll wait. Amen. Uh, uh, something changed in us, right? We felt to change. Something changed in the way we thought. Something changed in the way we act. Something changed, right? We, 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 our attitude changed. We become different in our mind and how we behave and all this. So something changes. So there's something pure about her being a virgin. And since Adam plagued us all with sin, right? We all got to go back to Daddy Adam and Mama Eve, right? They started the whole thing. And since we already got inherent sin, which means I'm born into sin, I already sinned before. I'm, when I'm breathing as a baby, I'm a sinner, really. Ain't none of us good. We say terrible tools. Now you terrible birth. As soon as you come out that womb, you got sin in your heart. Watch this. I tell this to people all the time. They want to argue with me. Well, how do you know we're born in sin? Watch this. You never had to sit your child down and tell them what lying was. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, they learned to lie when the truth had a consequence. Uh, uh, when you asked them, did they take that cookie? And they felt they were going to get a whooping. Nope, I didn't take that cookie. They, they, we didn't have to sit down there and explain what lying was. It automatically come in us. So that lets us know that we all got a problem since birth. We have inherent sin. Then on top of that, uh, inherent sin of Adam, we got generational curses. We got stuff that great, great grandpa didn't did, and granddaddy didn't did, and daddy didn't did, and now it's strong in our bloodline that we don't even understand why we fighting some of the battles we fight. It's because people generations and generations ago was dealing with stuff and never came to God and got delivered. So not only do I got Adam mess, I got my family generation mess. I need God's help to get out of this mess. Amen? It's just mess, mess, mess. So God does only what God does. Look at this. Luke 1 and 35. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. Wow. So he gives her an explanation of how this favor is going to work because I know you're confused and I know you don't understand this. May I get it? So the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you so you can become pregnant. Watch this. Mary is still pure because she's a virgin. She hasn't had a physical relationship yet. While Mary is important and needed in this salvation story, we got to understand it is blasphemous to pray to Mary, though. Uh, I know some of our brothers and sisters pray to Mary. We got to be careful with that. No, no, no. You got to pray to God. Uh, God is clear that he is the one, that he is God, and Jesus is the Son and the Holy Spirit, that, that he is the one that deserves all our hallelujah, our praise, and all the glory. He deserves it. We got to be careful when we start giving other things his glory and what he deserves. While Mary is important, watch this. Nobody need to pray for her. Watch this. The baby she delivered, one day delivered her. Uh, 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 so what am I praying to her for? If he had to save her from her sins and do all that. Why am I praying to her? No, I'm praying to Jesus. Amen. Because he is the one that will save the people from them sins. Mary is the vessel that used. Very important. She came along the story and did what she was supposed to do. She followed her instructions. She did everything. And I know it hurt her and broke her heart to see her son on a bleeding cross. I know it hurt her to see her son killed and accused for stuff he didn't do. I get all that in this one. But Jesus is the reason. That's the one we come to and give him our glory, honor, and praise. Mary even had to be delivered by the baby she delivered. Woo. So man has had this issue since the garden, y'all. Sin is in our lives. It's in our nature. So we need God's help. So God says, look here, I got to bring Jesus to the earth to help y'all deal with this disease called sin. Uh, uh, the only way to do that is watch this, have the purity of a virgin blood and the holiness of myself come together. Uh, 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 we back to the beginning, y'all, and how Matthew described it, and Luke explains the angel coming. Watch this, and Mary is chilling, but we can't leave Brother Joseph out the equation. Uh, 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 this is important. Watch this, because God is lining everything up and says, "Look here, uh, uh, while I, uh, Mary is here, you need 
need me, the father, to make this thing whole. Uh-huh. Because if I used a man, it wouldn't work. Because man has sin in him, and there's no way my son can have any sin in him. So he's going to have a good stepdaddy, but he's going to be my son. Uh, my holiness is going to be on him. My righteousness is going to be on him. Jesus said this, whatever you see the father doing up there is what you see me doing out here. He's going to understand. He's going to come from above down to the earth. I can't use nobody that's already down here and already got messed. I don't care how much they love me and how righteous they are. They still got some issues. I got to send a perfect sacrifice. So look at this, Matthew 1 and 19. So Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man. Joseph was a good brother and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. He's a good brother. Uh, uh, he's engaged to this woman. Come on, imagine today, in today's age, if you engaged to someone and someone got pregnant on you, you couldn't wait to post it. You couldn't wait to talk about how trifling they are and look at her. She ain't nothing but this and she a thought and she this and she that. Go in here and lie to me and get, got want me to engage her and marry her and bought her this ring and she gonna get pregnant by another brother. We'd be so upset, so mad and ready to make somebody look bad. Amen. I guess I'm the only one. Amen. You be ready to make somebody look bad and you know it. Make them look bad. Show the world how bad they are, but Joseph was a righteous brother. He didn't want to disgrace her publicly. I love that. That shows that God chose a man with integrity to raise his son. That, that God chose a man that loved him and said, you know what? I need somebody that's righteous. Not only are you in the right lineage, but you got the right mindset. You got the right heart to be in my son's life. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. He called off the wedding. But can we imagine his brothers real quick, if you feel me real quick. Can you imagine your girl showing up to you? Hey, baby, I love you so much. Um, Angel came to me. I know it's new. I'm pregnant now. Uh, the Holy Spirit came into me. I'm pregnant. I still want to marry you. I still want to love you. But we got to have this other baby named Jesus. Yeah, you're going to call the cuckoo place. You're going to do everything. What do you do? I'm not believing. What do you mean? You crazy. What are you going to tell me? You pregnant by God. No man is going to listen to that, right? We understand that. So God and his sovereignness, look at this, Matthew 1 and 20. And he considered this. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Woo! God said, if I don't send the angel, this boy going to mess everything up. Because <laughs> he, he, he ain't believing it, and I can't blame him. It, it, it sounds too far-fetched. It sounds crazy, right? If I don't send an angel, I, a, another angel, he didn't say it was Gabriel. I don't know who this angel was, but he sent someone and said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Watch this, watch this. He had Mary had favor on her life, and he had favor on his life. And he said, Don't be afraid. Why? Because we got to be careful about the court of public opinion. Because people can make you feel crazy for believing God. Uh, 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 he think about that. He's married this woman. He's about to marry this woman. Imagine everybody in his hood talking about it. You gonna marry her? And she got pregnant by somebody else? Are oh, you a fool? You a sucker? I wouldn't be dealing with Mary. Mary nasty. Mary trifling. Why you gonna give up your time for that woman? That don't make no sense. So God had to tell him, "Don't be afraid," because what I'm asking you to do in public is gonna have some public crucifixion. And it had me thinking that when God loves us and we feel the love of God in our life, and we call God's gonna call us out to do something, you're gonna face a public crucifixion uh, at some point in your life if you follow him and if you love him for real and he's that important to you sometimes somebody gonna crucify you for that that's why Jesus said when people persecute you and talk bad about you all because of my name you better get up and give me some glory you should be exceedingly glad why because your reward is good in heaven if you gonna come into this thing and walk with me and roll with me you gonna have to deal with some public crucifixion so he had to tell Joseph like I'm telling all of us today don't be afraid to do what God is calling you 
said, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Woo, that's for real. That's for real. So look at this. So when God is asking you to do something unimaginable, watch this. He always, watch this, watch this. Crazy always gets confirmation. Woo. I don't, I don't know if y'all caught that. Crazy always gets some kind of confirmation. I can only imagine Mary is excited and confused about all of this at the same time. While needing the love of her fiance, uh, she says, you know what? If you're going to divorce me, that's cool. I know what God told me. I love her for this. She kept moving. She went to her cousin Elizabeth's house. And that's a whole story. But read it uh, in Luke. Elizabeth, she, uh, she got pregnant. Watch this. Elizabeth got pregnant. She was old and barren and couldn't have no kids. And, and miraculously, she gets pregnant with John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin. So she goes over to Elizabeth's house to get some encouragement because the angel told her your cousin Elizabeth already pregnant. So she says, look here. Uh, Joseph tripping. He wanted to divorce me, but I know what God said. I'm going to follow what God said. I go over to Elizabeth's house. Elizabeth opens the door. She was barren. She was an old woman. And she tells her, watch this, that my baby leaped in my womb when you came in. Because Jesus is inside of you. When you showed up to my house, what's inside of me got life. Because when Jesus, when Jesus showed up, he was so powerful. I'm old. I ain't felt this baby, but it jumped up and leaped because it knows that the baby inside of you is going to save people from their sins. The baby inside of you is going to change the world. The baby inside of you. And because of that, so I love this. While Mary might think she's going crazy, she's going through some issues. God uses her cousin Elizabeth as confirmation. But sometimes when I only get one confirmation, I think it's a coincidence. Uh, 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 we got another difference between confirmation and coincidence because coincidence makes us believe nah that wasn't God nah maybe I'm tripping that could have been God that did it like that that could have been God that sent that license plate that could have been God on our way to church today that put a license plate in front of us and said the best one that couldn't have been God that was a coincidence our coincidence has us tripping I love this so God in his sovereignty says look here not only I'm going to hook you up with Elizabeth but I'm going to send the angel to Joseph as well to make sure you know you ain't crazy. Yeah. I'm going to send an angel to Joseph and I'm going to tell him the exact same thing I told you. See, God is so good. Watch this. He, When God tells you to do something and God is moving in your life, he's going to always confirm it through somebody else. Somebody that don't know nothing, that don't know nothing what you pray for. Somebody don't know nothing what you're dealing with in your heart. Somebody that might not even know you at all. got to give him a word that will confirm everything he's been speaking to you. So you got to walk in there and understand when God is speaking, you got to move on his behalf. Look at this Matthew 1 and 21 where we started and she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Those exact same words were told to Mary. So God says look here well I think y'all might think y'all be going crazy right now. While y'all might not understand all what I'm saying just know I said it. While you might not understand, come on, you're not going to always understand what God is saying and God is doing. That's why the Bible says things like what? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. You're not going to always understand it. He says things like this, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. As high as the heavens is above the earth, as high as I am above you. He says things like that because in our human mind, we can't understand or figure out all the things God does. So you got to understand that God has a higher view. Uh, okay, okay. Has anybody ever flown on an airplane before? 
Uh, okay, when you're in an airplane, when you're riding on a car on the street, all you can see is so many buildings. All you can see is such so much ahead of you. But when you're in an airplane, you higher up, right? You can see a whole bunch of cornfields. You can see a whole bunch of streets. You can see a whole bunch of buildings. So understand, while we on earth, God is in heaven. Amen. Uh, our airplane is good, but God is in heaven. He's looking down from heaven and sees everything. He sees stuff five years ahead, ten years ahead, fifteen years ahead, twenty years ahead because he's that good. So understand, God's view is not my view. Oh, that's good. So because of that, I got to submit to him. Thank Lord. Look at this. Look at this, y'all. We're going we gonna to get out of here. Touch we're going to be long today. Look at this. Matthew 1, 22 and 23. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Yeah. So not only, watch this, she talked to Elizabeth, not only did he send the angel to Joseph, but then they had a nerve to quote Isaiah. Something written several hundred years before Jesus was even born. That's the third confirmation. Amen. You got to give God some praise. Amen. When God gets to confirming something in your life, you ought to be excited and thank God for that. They said, look here, the birth of the virgin is necessary for our salvation. It is needed for God to come and save his people from his sins. So all of this confirmation is happening. I love this. I love this. And he said his name will be Emmanuel. We already said we're going to name him Jesus, but Emmanuel, which means God with us. That God said, look here, he looked down and said, they can't save themselves. I've been seeing the devil drag these people to and fro for too long. Uh, the devil thinks he winning this battle. He don't know what I got planned for him, that I got a son coming that's going to destroy death. I got a son coming that's going to destroy sin. I got someone coming that he don't even know how powerful he is, that the enemy is defeated. He's done. His time is up. He got 33 more years to try to figure out everything he can do because when my son hits that cross and is lifted up, he's going to draw all men to him. When he raised out of that grave, he's going to change everything. Death and destruction have no more pain, no more power over us that while we would die once, we would live again. Amen. Thank God for all of this. So God had a plan and he said his name means God with us. You got to believe God is with you. That's why Jesus said things like this. Uh, uh, I am always with you to the ends of the earth. Uh, to the ends of age, to the ends of time I am always with you That's why he says things like this I am the same yesterday, today, and forevermore Because I am always with you And this world tries to trick us and make us think God ain't with us The enemy tries to trick us and make us think God ain't with us Because I'm dealing with a little pain right now He wants me to believe God ain't with me Because I'm dealing with some hurt right now And some discouragement And things ain't working out like I think they should He wants us to believe God ain't with you But I dare you to look at the enemy today And say look here devil, God is with me everywhere I go. He's with me when I wake up. He's with me when I lay down. He's with me when I go to work. He's with me when I go to sleep. He's with me every day, every hour, because every hour I need him. Never will I let a person, a demon, or devil tell me God ain't with me. I don't care what you're saying or what you're thinking. You got to know that you know that God is with you at all times because he promised to be. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, so, so Joseph makes up his mind, y'all, and takes Mary to be his wife and doesn't consent to have any adult relationship with her. Follow me. He says, no, she has to stay holy and pure because she got to deliver this baby that's holy and pure. That's going to save people from their sin. That's going to change the world. And, and he, all this goes to one thing. Watch this. 
And I know we celebrated Christmas yesterday and, and all that stuff, but, but I need you to get the picture of what it is because my understanding of it now is that I celebrate Christmas every day. Because yeah. you got people, I don't celebrate, man. Ain't no Merry Christmas. And uh, I'm saying Happy Holidays. And I'm saying, you're just cool and all that. But if you're a Christian, you celebrate the birth every day. Because the birth is what saved me. Uh, the birth is why I am where I am right now. The birth is why I'm forgiven. The birth is why I'm still here. The birth, and it ain't just a December 25th thing. No, every Sunday when I wake up to come to worship, I'm celebrating Christmas. When I get in my prayer closet at home, I'm celebrating Christmas. When I'm loving my neighbor, I'm celebrating Christmas. When I'm loving my enemy, I'm celebrating Christmas. You got to understand the world will try to trick you and pull you out of what you believe. No, baby, I celebrate Christmas 365, 24-7 because I am a Christian. I always celebrate Christmas. Not, it's not this. It. It's not just today. That's so look at this, and I'm done, y'all. Look at this. Luke 1 and 37. I promise I'm done after this. For, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Mary said to Gabriel, how could this be? I don't understand how I'm going to become or be a virgin and become pregnant. I don't understand how all this is going to happen. It doesn't make any sense. And then Gabe had the nerve to tell her, watch this. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Woo! That's a shout moment right there. I missed y'all shout. That's cool. I'm going to say it again. Luke 1 and 37. For with God, nothing will be impossible. So whenever life gets hard, because it will get hard, nothing will be impossible. When I think my problems are too big for me, it's cool in the game because nothing will be impossible. When my situation may seem permanent and there's no way out, with God, nothing is impossible. When I feel there's no hope, when I have there's no joy, when I think God can't forgive me for that, when I think I can't be delivered from that, I can open up my word. I can find a scripture that can attest to this, that with God, all things are possible. And if I'm really tripping and I can't figure it out, all I got to do is open up his word and think about Abraham who was about to kill his son and got a ram in the bush. When I think all things are impossible, watch this. All I got to do is open my word and see Moses split a red sea with a staff. Uh-oh, when I think all things are impossible, all I got to do is open my word and see David defeat a giant named Goliath when he was just a boy. When I open my word, all I got to think about Jonah who was in the belly for three days and got about the belly. The world, God told the world to spit him out and the world spit him out. When I think about all the issues I got, all I got to do is open my word because somewhere in the Bible, somebody else thought something was impossible, but God said it's pretty possible. When we thought everything couldn't happen, when Mary was hurting and confused and didn't understand and didn't know what to do and didn't think she could be pregnant, God let her to have a baby named Jesus and that baby was born and three wise men came and that baby came and changed the world. God used what was impossible to do a shift in salvation. He said there's no more animal sacrifices after this. That, 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 that you ain't got to wait for the high priest to come to me no more. No, no, you come to me as yourself now. You can repent and get forgiveness for your sins. You don't need a high priest no more because Christ is your high priest. God used a shift in salvation. Christmas is so much more than December 25th. It's so much more. We got to understand what God did for us. That he literally changed every rule. He changed everything because Jesus walked the walk and talked the talk. Because Jesus lived the perfect life and sacrificed himself. God said, now you can sit at the right hand of the throne. Now you can take a chair and sit next to me. It is, it is finished is what Jesus said. And I want you to know today that whatever you're dealing with, I don't know what it is or what's on your heart, but with God, all things are possible. The enemy wants you to believe that you can't come up out of that. That's a lie. That's a lie from the pits of hell. And why you think we say the devil is a liar? Because you say he's a liar. He's a liar since the beginning. 
He been lying, we John, hey, he been lying since the beginning, a murderer since the beginning. And what he does is feed us with lies. And God wants to feed us with his truth. And his truth is that Jesus died for you, that he rose from the grave so you can be with him and live again. Can we give God some glory in this place? Amen. Can we give God some praise in this place? I don't know where you are in your relationship. That's right, lift him up. He deserves it. He deserves what we saw. He deserves it. My hallelujah. Come on. It belongs to him. He deserves it. Think about when someone deserves something. When some when someone deserves something, you don't mind giving it to him. Ooh, think about that. When someone deserves something, you're excited to give it to him. Why? Because they're worthy of it. Because they've earned it, whatever it may be. And we got to get to a point in our life that we desire to give God everything that's in us. I don't know where you are in your relationship with Christ. But I do know this. If you have not accepted him today, make today your day. I, I wouldn't go another day, another hour, another minute without knowing that I know that I know that I'm saved. That I'm going to heaven. That I know that I love Jesus. That I know he's died for me and rose from the grave. Jesus is real and he's coming back. And that's not a scare tactic. I love this. I, I, I never try to scare people into salvation because it don't work. Amen. Amen. You can't scare people into salvation. And if you got to scare somebody into it, that ain't God. God, God, God. God's love. God wants you to come to him because you recognize that, God, I need you. I recognize I've been doing this life thing for so long and it's been so hard and I could have been taking up your yoke. You say your yoke is easy and your burdens is light and I've been carrying around all this heavy stuff for all this time and, God, I need you to take it. So if you need to be saved, let today be your day, whether you're in person or online. Let today be your day or maybe... Pastor, I'm saved, but I've just been out. I've been out for a while. I haven't been in church. I've been looking for a church home. We would love to have you. We'd love to help you grow into what God has called you to be in your life. Because God has a special calling for everybody. God has something inside of you that only you can do. You are one of one. Amen. Praise God. Amen. That you are that valuable and that important to God. That you are a one of one. And whatever talents, whatever he has put in your life, only you can fulfill that. God loves you that much to put a purpose on your life. So maybe you're in search for a church home as well. If you're in here online, it's the number on the screen. You can text to join, whatever it may be. But we want to believe that God's blessings are on your life. Or maybe you just need some special prayer today. I don't know. Maybe you just say, Pastor, I'm going through right now. I need some prayer in my life. We're here to pray for you. Lady Thomas and I are here to pray for you and encourage you. Amen. Whatever it may be. But we are here to encourage you whatever you stand in the need of today. Amen. We want to make sure our hearts are clear. We always say what? When you leave out of here, we want to make sure that you don't come feeling it. You don't come in here. What is it? You don't leave out of here feeling the same way you came in. That if your heart was heavy, I want you to feel better. That, that if you were seeking forgiveness, I want you to get your relationship right back with God. If you don't know him, I pray God that you get to know him soon. Either in here or as soon as you leave. That you make some life decision changes. Amen. So I'm going to pray for you real quick. Dear Lord, we thank you, O God, today for your word. We thank you, O God, for the people, O God, in person, O God, as well as online. I pray that hearts were touched, O God. I pray that minds were renewed. I pray, O God, people's faith and perspective was shaped towards you and towards your truth, O God. I pray for right now, anybody that's dealing with anything, Father God, that they think is impossible, that Luke 1 and 37 will resonate with their heart, mind, and spirit, and they will know that you said in your word that for with God... All things, there's no limit with God. All things are possible. 
because you are God and God alone. So we will continue to lift you up and give you our hallelujah. We will lift you up and give you all the glory. We will lift you up and give you all the praise. We will lift you up and give you all the honor because you deserve it. You alone, oh God. In Jesus' name we pray, man. Amen. We give God some praise in this place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. We are thankful. We are thankful to God. Amen. Amen. Um, at this time, we will raise up our offering. If you need an envelope, please raise your hand or usher. Uh, we'll give you an envelope. If you don't need an envelope, um, you can do give online. We have a text to give number as well as a cash app. Amen. That you can do both. Sorry about that. Either one is fine. However you want to give. Um, like I said, text to give, cash app, or you can just get an envelope. Whatever one is fine. We want to give you a chance to prepare your offering in person and online. Any seeds you want to sow, whether you're paying your tithes or your offering, if you want to sow seed into the ministry. If the word just bless you today, service bless you. We appreciate all seeds sown. We are thankful for it. Amen. So I want to give you a time to prepare for your offering. financially, oh God, I pray, oh God, you give financial blessings, oh God. If it's more peace, I pray, oh God, you send peace that way. If it's more joy, if it's more love, whatever they stand in the need of in this season of their life, oh God, I pray by faith, oh God, what was sown, oh God, that it comes back a hundredfold, oh God, that you can show them, oh God, that you do things big and you are big and mighty God we serve. In Jesus' name we pray, man. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Real quick, we have a few announcements and then we will get 